Hello, and welcome to Vibrant Life Allies, the podcast that introduces you to coaches, entrepreneurs, and other experts who can help you live life more vibrantly. I'm your host, Lisa, the Life Coach. I'm an anxiety coach who helps people overcome chronic anxiety so they can enjoy their lives and achieve their goals with less stress and anxiety. Today, I had another amazing guest, and I always say that, but I actually have worked with Brett Chen a little bit, and also she and I have, you know, we kind of have been along the same trajectory in the coaching business, but she is a career and business mindset coach, and she's also very spiritual, so it's a super interesting contrast. She talks about it a little bit in the episode. She's, you know, all polished and business power suit type of person, but also really into to other, you know, stuff as well, like like crystals and healing and oracle reading. So very interesting conversation about that. But we also talked about the people that she helps, you know, heart centered people who really want to serve in their career or maybe through their own business and how confidence, imposter syndrome, overwhelm, chronic illness, you know, money mindset, those kind of issues and other things that come up can, you know, can get in the way, can block them from achieving their goals if they don't have the right support, which is what a coach like Brad does. And she is very good at it. I've reached out to her and worked with her a few times myself. So I know that you'll get a lot of value from this episode. And, you know, if if you're looking to, to really connect and grow in your career or to start your own business or, or scale the business that you have, check out this episode, reach out to Brett. She's an excellent resource and she can help get you where you want to go. And just enjoy the episode as well as your day and live life vibrantly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vibrant Life Allies. I have another very special guest for you today, but a little different than normal because I I actually I know Brett. We've kind of been together in the industry a bit for a while, and I've worked with her. So I'm very excited to have her on today, and I will let her say hello and introduce herself. Hey, Lisa. I'm really excited to be here with you. My name is Brett Chin. I am a career coach, and I also coach other purpose-driven women, whether they're coaches, healers, I even work with stylists, accountants, really any female entrepreneurs who are looking to start and grow their businesses. I help them adjust their mindset and then actually give them the exact steps that they need to run a lucrative business show up as a CEO for themselves every day. Awesome. And of course, you know, that the things that come up and I'm sure we'll get to some of those with that is is helpful for everyone, right? Whether it's a career, like you said, or an entrepreneur, or even if, you know, what they do is manage their their home and their family. Just pretty much any purpose-driven woman is going to connect with something that you say or teach, right? Yeah, I think so. I approach everything with a two-pronged approach of mindset and action. And I always say that if we just had mindset, like that's great to work on your mindset and do the things that are going to get you into a growth mindset. Maybe that's meditating, doing affirmations, visualization, etc. But at the end of the day, if you're only focusing on mindset, 
nothing around you is really changing. Nothing is being accomplished. On the flip side of that, if we are just action oriented without putting thought behind it, that's like getting in a car and saying, I'm going to drive until I get to a place that makes me happy. Eventually, you're going to get to some place that you like, but it's trial and error and it's wasting time, energy, money. So the idea is that we combine the mindset and action so that we can get where we want to go, define where we want to go, and then get there quicker and easier and with a lot less stress. A lot less stress. I'm on board with that. (laughs) So before we dig into that a little more, how did you become a, a career and business mindset coach? Well, it was a long journey. So professionally, you know, I didn't study any of this. I studied international affairs and I went into actually ended up running a nonprofit at like a a year or so out of school when my executive director quit and told me he was moving to Europe. So I ran a nonprofit by myself for an international nonprofit for about a year. And then I fell into recruiting and I've done recruiting, staffing, headhunting, talent acquisition on the corporate side for about 15 years across many industries. And so that has always involved understanding what makes people tick, matching them with the right path, helping people discover their paths, coaching them through job applications, interviews, all of that. I've also coached sales teams because part of what you do as a headhunter and staffing is business development. So I've done that as well. But on the personal side, I actually grew up in the recruiting world. My dad has had his own successful headhunting firm in New York for about 45 years now. So I grew up listening to him. What I do now, like coaching people, whether it's coaching candidates, helping them realize an opportunity, why it would be valuable for them to pursue it. Also coaching clients or companies, hiring managers, influencing them, helping them expand their vision of what the perfect candidate might look like. I've formatted resumes starting at like age 10 on an electronic typewriter. That's always just been part of my DNA is understanding what it takes to have a successful business for decades through recessions before Instagram, before Facebook, and also just how to connect with people, how to nurture relationships. So that's long story short. I, after being in staffing and recruiting, had moved back. I moved to LA with my for my husband's job. I moved back to DC for another job doing what I had done, I guess, five years before that, which was working in a staffing firm, policing other recruiters, other HR professionals. And what happened was that I would go meet with these companies looking to hire recruiters or looking to hire trainers. And I'd sit and talk with them and they'd say like, can you come and train our our people how to interview? And so I was like, yeah, that's, that's my, like, I actually really like this. So I started doing that for a couple of clients. And then I had suggested to my manager that we build this thing out and it wasn't met with this enthusiasm that I wanted it to be met with. It was, I was kind of told like, no, just kind of like keep doing the thing that you quote unquote know how to do, but I wasn't good at it. 
Like I wasn't good at it anymore because my heart wasn't in it. So it was something that I had outgrown. And so I quit. (laughs) I quit in September 2019 with the idea that no matter what, I had the backup plan of working with my family on searches for candidates. And I decided I wanted to do career coaching because I was it was something I'd done throughout my career, something people always came to me for advice with their career. So that's really what happened. And then in terms of the business coaching, I was working one-on-one with a career coaching client who had left her job to study up to get her PhD, was about a year into her PhD, was not loving it and came to me and said, I don't know what I want to do, but I'm just miserable. Can you help me figure this out? And she had a very particular set of skills within accounting related to PACs or political action campaigns. And just kind of, she's no longer in DC. She's in Florida where there's not a lot of people like her. So people were seeking her out and asking her for advice. And so what I said to her was, you're in a similar situation that I was in. Why don't you start your own business? What do you have to lose? And she said, okay, let's do it. So (laughs) we pivoted and I use a lot of the same approach that I use for career coaching, getting clarity, and she's been super successful. So that's how I transitioned into coaching other entrepreneurs. And that was about six months ago. Wow. Okay. So that's interesting. (laughs) I hadn't heard that from you before, how you had, had grown into, you know, from just career to entrepreneurs. So that's, that's an interesting story. Yeah. And I will say it's what I had initially wanted to do was to help other women. My program is called Empowered Entrepreneur. That was really my goal was to help other women. So then you kind of had that experience with, with her and that helped you connect with that part of it. What, what else has really brought you here? What life experiences? Well, Part of what made me want to start my own business and really take control of my destiny is that I have a rare chronic disease. I don't always know how I'm going to feel when I wake up in the morning. And frankly, there were times where I've had an hour-long commute and it just completely sucks the life out of me. So it's really about empowering women not just to have the financial freedom that they want, also the creative freedom that they want to be able to say like, hey, well, today I want to go collaborate with this person or hop on a podcast with that person, or I want to totally change my business. It's also giving women the freedom to manage their schedules how they need to. So if you have your own business, yes, of course, there's work to be done. But if I wake up one day and like I really can't get out of bed, I don't have to worry about an employer taking that out on me or looking down on me. You know, my clients are super understanding. I can do my work from wherever I need to. So that's that's part of why I'm so passionate about this as well. Cuz anyone, literally if if I can start my own business, my own successful business, anyone can do it. There's nothing that's so amazingly unique about me, we all have our unique talents and skills. It's just knowing how to translate them into a profitable long-term business. Right. Exactly. And that's a good point. That's probably where a lot of people start is that they can't possibly run their own business. (laughs) But you can. Like, that's the thing. You can't do it alone. I mean, I had a coach help me. I still have people that I turn to. 
I'm very fortunate that I grew up with an entrepreneur for a parent. So I saw everything, but not everyone has that. That said, like that, that's why I'm here. I'm here to help people. Yes, you. if you have a great idea, if you're one of those people that everyone goes to for advice about relationships or for spiritual stuff, whatever it is, yeah, you actually can turn that into a business. And it's something that's teachable, something that's accessible to pretty much anyone. Right. And, and that's a great point. Like a lot of people have certain skills and talents and they're like, I have these talents. I want to start a business, but they don't necessarily know how to put that together. Yeah. And I think I see a lot of then people are really confident in their talents and they don't have the guidance. So they go to start a business and the business isn't successful or it's not successful in the way that they hoped. And then they lose confidence in themselves. They lose confidence and say like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? It feels right. It feels like it's my life's purpose, but it's not looking how I thought it would look. And so then they question themselves. They question (laughs) their own intuition, their inner voice. And it's just horrible when really it's sometimes just a couple of things that need to be tweaked. Right. So then... I mean, we've kind of talked about it a little bit. So who who are the people that that you're working with that are coming to you? Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's interesting. So if you I I kind of describe myself as if you saw me walking down the street, especially we'll say pre-COVID times when I'm like in an office in a corporate environment, I look very straight edge. Like I love a good like power suit or power dress, heels, all of that stuff. What you don't see is like, I'm the person who has crystals in her tote bag. (laughs) I do, I've studied astrology for over 20 years. I read Oracle cards. I am clairvoyant. So whoever it is that I work with, they've got to be open-minded. I'm not saying that they have to totally believe in astrology or want me to pull cards for them, but they've got to be open-minded. So that also brings in, I would say the majority of people I work with, I don't think I could say they just have one certain type of business. Right now, just in my small group, I'm working with someone who is a career fulfillment coach, a spiritual healer, a life coach for women who have gone through traumatic relationships, a stylist who helps busy women look and feel their best. I've worked with other career coaches, kind of unique. And I, like I mentioned before, even someone who does accounting. But the common theme is that all of these women are heart-centered. They lead with their heart. They truly want to help other people. And their business is solution-based. So it's not, they're not selling widgets or pens. That's certainly something that I'm not an expert in. That makes sense. That makes sense. So then it's a wide audience, but also, you know, like I said, that makes perfect sense. Those heart-centered people who are are serving others, that's who you are. So that's a good fit there. What are some of the, or we can start with just one, but what are some of the common issues that that you help them work through? I think the biggest one is confidence. Truly confidence and imposter syndrome It's impossible to go on social media right now and not find a thousand other people who are doing what you're doing and making it look like it's so easy and all you need to do is have a thousand followers and then you can 
compare yourself to them. So I, I help people get confidence in themselves so that it no longer is an issue. They stop comparing. They know what they need to do. There's also a lot of overwhelm because people are like, all right, I know where I want to be in a year. And then they start thinking about, well, how am I going to get there? And if you don't have measurable steps and goals, you get really overwhelmed, you get anxious, and then you get stuck in what I call the anxiety spiral, where it's like analysis paralysis, you think of everything that could possibly go Mm. wrong, all of the things that you have to do, and you get so stuck and anxious that you don't actually do them. Right. Yep. That's that's one of the ones that that I <laughs> originally came to coaching to get through, and now I help other people through. So I I definitely understand <laughs> that issue. Yeah. So confidence, comparison, and, and imposter syndrome kind of go in with that, and overwhelm. Is there any other like kind of large group of issues that you see a lot? Well, confidence comes out in so many ways, whether it's losing confidence in your abilities because you've tried to start a business and it's not working. So then you're questioning, should I even be doing this? Am I good enough to be doing this? And the confidence of, can I just, can I do this? Is, can I make money? Something else that I've seen, um, and I think you and I have talked about this, and frankly, it really <laughs> it just pisses me off. Um, I've worked with quite a few women who have already worked with other coaches. I'm working with someone now who spent $20,000 on a certification and literally has nothing to show for it besides the certification. Mm. And and then like that hurt her confidence, put her in debt she felt like, well, how come I'm not super successful if I have the certification? And I'm not saying that all certifications are bad or people shouldn't invest in their personal growth. Like I'm in the middle of getting a certification as well. But the thing that we need to remember is not all of these programs are going to set you up for success. And in the case of this particular client, she knows her shit. Like she knows her subject. She's helped many people just hasn't gotten paid for it. And that's what made her think, Hmm, I, I can monetize this. I can turn this to a business. So why did, what is she paying $20,000 for? The certification is not helping her actually start a business. It was just giving her a certification when she really already has the knowledge. And if she had the confidence she would have no problem selling to clients. It's not the certification that's going to suddenly mean make you successful or get you tons of clients. Right. And and that ties into, you know, what you were talking about earlier. You have to have, you know, the right combination of mindset and action together. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of times if the mindset's not there, I, I notice this with my, my clients as well. It's, and myself, you're taking action, but like a passive type action, even like, oh, I'm investing in my growth and my development. I'm taking all these courses. And, you know, you can just sit there and do that forever. And it's not going to get you your own business. (laughs) Yeah. So I always tell my clients, focus on only the things that are getting you closer to your goals. So For example, if your goal is to make, let's say, $5,000 in the next month, 
what do you need to be doing to get there? It's not taking another course. That's maybe that will help you in the long run. But if your short term goal is to make $5,000, you need to be doing the things that are going to get you closer to that. You need to be telling people what you do. You need to be posting on social media. You need to be reaching out to your warm network, whatever it is that you need to do, not hiding behind the what you call the passive action that frankly just keeps us safe, keeps us feeling safe and not really putting ourselves out there. When I see this, I always think like, is this person actually a little scared of the possibility of being successful? Is that why they are taking action that contradicts their goals? Right. And it's it's interesting how how common that is when it's not talked about as much because we know that people are afraid of failure, but we also have this fear of success that causes a lot of self-sabotage. I don't know if there's a fear of failure as much of a fear of success, to be honest. I don't know. I, I, I just look at it very differently because I don't believe in, I, it's, I, listen, it sounds very privileged to say I don't believe in failure and not like I haven't failed myself uh, many times, but it's always the what if. What's the worst case scenario here? Worst case scenario is usually not that bad, but the best case scenario is unknowable. Right. Yeah. Well, and with, you know, as a coach, I, I, I kind of have the same thing that you were kind of saying, like, I don't I don't actually believe in failure. Like it it's just feedback for, you know, hey, I need to do something different here. This didn't get me to where I wanted to be. That's not a failure. It's just part of <laughs> it could be part of the process, part of getting, you know, figuring it out and getting there. Yeah. And Failure isn't, yeah, to your point, failure is not an end. Failure is a, like a turn in the road. I look back to, let's call it like December 2019 to March of 2020 was a really, really, really tough time in my life, business, personal, financial, like you name it. And it's crazy to look back now and realize how that those failings, those challenges actually really, really, really helped me grow and get to a much better place than I ever was. So I try to be grateful for not just the lessons that you learn from it, but the life experience, the failure, the quote unquote failures. Right, exactly. So that's, I mean, that's quite a lot that you that you help people with that we've talked about already. But I know like some of the things that that you and I have worked with kind of we talked about you know money mindset and then how how you think about sales as as an entrepreneur. So let's talk a little bit about like money mindset. How does that affect someone's career or business or confidence even? Well, in a, in a lot of ways. So a, a lot of people associate money with something that shouldn't be talked about. It's taboo. It's bad. Like people have very varying fears and roadblocks around money ranging from if I have all of this money, I'm greedy, I'm a bad person. You know, if I take people's money, how am I helping them? And really, we are the one that assigns any label to money. If we look at 
money just at, on its own, it's, well, it's two things. One, it's, it's a piece of paper that we assign value to. So if you close your eyes and you reach into your wallet and pull out a bill, at least in the US, do you know if it's $5 or $100? No, it's a piece of paper. On top of that, money, like everything else in this world, is made up of energy. It's a resource. We don't label water as good or bad. It's water. It's a resource. So whatever label we are putting on money, that's the energy that is going to be reflected back to us. So for example, I recently had to remind a client she's getting and she's starting to sell her program. And she said, you know, I'm going to have to have these bad conversations about money, these tough conversations about money. And what I told her was stop calling them bad and tough conversations. It's just a conversation about money. Like you're having a conversation about the weather. Money is just a fact. It's a fact of our society. People pay for (laughs) services that you provide. It's just, it's a fact. Again, I, I think my background, both in recruiting and hearing my father run a business just means to me, money has always just been money. I've been negotiating people's salaries for a really long time and talking about like, okay, how much money are you currently making? What's your target salary? It's just a fact, again, like the weather, like the sky is blue. So if we stop assigning labels to money, then it becomes a more welcome presence in our lives. And on top of that, if we start assigning good things to money and remind ourselves what money provides for us, money nourishes us, money allows us to help other people, then we see even more of it because we're saying, I love money and money loves me. And when you love something and you notice you have it and you're appreciative of it, then you attract more of it. Right. Absolutely. And and that's a, a very important mindset. I know that that it's one that I've had to work on is, you know, how you think about money is really going to affect how much money you're, you're able to receive. Mm-hmm. Like my biggest piece of advice would be stop labeling money as bad, as tough, as scarce. Also, if you tell yourself, I never have enough money, you're creating a belief and you're going to act like you never have enough money. And then that's going to create your reality for you. And I know that can sound, again, kind of privileged because someone who doesn't have enough money might hear this and think like, well, Brett, I just don't have enough money. But can we at least try shifting your mindset? Can we create a thought habit, a belief that you have enough money and start building that on a very scientific level, building that neural pathway And when we're talking energetically, building that affirmation, that belief so that you start attracting money, just try it again. What kind of what's the worst that can happen if you just tell yourself that money is good, money allows you to help other people, you have all of the resources that you need, the money you want is coming your way. If you really believe that it's incredible what how your surroundings, how your reality will change. Right. Absolutely. A lot of what you've said today, and it's just been an overview, but the money mindset and confidence, it's things that will sound good, but 
to those people listening, they, they still want to know how to get there, like how to actually connect with it. Mm-hmm. So that's where you would come in as a coach, right? Yeah, that's where I, I, I would come in, help people create better thought habits or beliefs, understand also the mechanics of how this works. I'm a big believer that you should be asking questions. So if someone says like, hey, do this every day for 21 days and you will notice this big change, I'm the one that's going to raise my hand and be like, can you tell me why that works? So that is part of what I educate my clients on, why these things work. And hopefully, you know, if it's something that really affects them, they can then use that for their clients as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really important to understand that, you know, you're teaching them things that they can, they have access to and they will work for them because you you have that training and that understanding of this is how this works and why this works. If for those people who are listening and, and these are things that they're interested in, other than, you know, getting a coach like you, what would you say to them like today to start doing to help them feel more connected again, I, I guess, in their career or in the business that they're wanting to build or scale? Yeah. So something I advice I would give to everyone is to, if you're not already, do some daily mindset work, write a gratitude journal, just five things that you're grateful for. It really just the quickest way to get into a more positive mindset. Another thing is to accept radical responsibility, take full accountability for everything in your life. There is nothing that we have to do besides eat, breathe, sleep. That's it. Like our body makes us do that. Everything else is a choice because we want a certain reward or we are trying to avoid a consequence. So what are your choices saying about you? Are you being deliberate in your choices? Again, let's say your goal is to get a new job in a new field. Is sitting and complaining about it going to help you? No, it's not. What can you do today? What is the one action step that you can take today? What is a choice you can make today that's going to get you closer to where you want to go? So it's really examining our choices, getting conscious as we make our choices because we make a lot of automatic choices when we've There are just things that we've always done. We always say the same things or, you know, we always eat the same thing or we're always in the same mood when we get to the office. That's a choice. So examine your choices. Are they creating the reality that you want? Right. That's fantastic advice. And, you know, for for those listening who also would like to have some help putting that into practice and some of the other things we've talked about, how do they reach out to you? How do, how can they connect with you? Yeah, I, I'm on Instagram at Brettchin Coaching, all one word. You can find me at brettchin.com, pretty active on LinkedIn, Facebook, and you can email me. It's brett, two T's, at brettchin.com. And you remember two T's, two N's. That's a good, that's a good way to remember it. Two T's, two N's. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I know that there are going to be people that want to reach out to you and, and learn more about how you can help them with their, their heart centered business or the, their career. So I appreciate you, you know, taking the time today to talk with us about this. 
Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. Of course. And again, for those of you listening who did connect with what you heard today, please reach out to Brett. I have worked with her a little and she's absolutely amazing. So I know that she can help you achieve your goals and just go out and live vibrantly. <laughs> <laughs>